0: So the big question is this, how are real estate investors who don't have a ton of free time, don't have access to off-market deals, and didn't start life on third base, how do we grow a real estate business conservatively to support our families, finally leave the corporate rat race, and build a legacy? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Ed Matthews, and this is Real Estate Underground. This is the Real Estate Underground podcast show, number 68. Greetings and salutations, Real Estate Undergrounders. This is Ed Matthews, uh, host of the Real Estate Underground. Uh, Today is an interesting and very different uh, kind of show. Um, You know, one of the things that I realize when I meet with people who are either thinking about or dreaming about getting into the real estate business, or even, you know, grizzled veterans like me who, have been doing it for a while but they get stuck. They're trying to bust through that next level and they get stuck for some reason. And so, you know, one of the things that we always end up talking about when when, you know, we have that cup of coffee or or share that that moment um is, you know, is is personal belief um as well as uh, you know, and I mean that from a from the perspective of believing in yourself, um and your mindset and how you create state within your mind, the story you're telling yourself uh, on a very regular basis, which we all do, you know, is so incredibly important um, to helping us navigate, you know, the challenges that life throws us and being able to take advantage of opportunities and and living out the dreams that um that we all want to live. And so um I have a gentleman here who has who I've gotten to know over the last it's probably been six eight months, right, John?
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, even more, I'd say. Um, yeah, it might even be a year months, at yeah. this
0: point. So yeah, yeah,
1: it's not too far off it.
0: So we have been uh, going back and forth on Facebook. I can't remember if I reached out to him or he reached out to me, but uh, but I'm 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 willing to bet that given how how great he is at follow up and how great how intent he is on helping me. Um, he probably he probably reached out to me originally, so um I'd like to introduce you to John Kane uh he's the performance mindset coach um he is based in Hong Kong um but uh, I believe you're Irish by descent, correct is that yeah. I, I detect that accent accurately yeah, yeah, you're right yeah so my ancestors would be proud that I <laughs> that I can spot a brogue still but uh um John, welcome to the show and thank you very much for your time today
1: tonight I appreciate it um it's really nice to to be able to do this, Ed, and uh, yeah. I hope I be able to share some stuff that's, you know, valuable to your audience. And hopefully that can help them start that process of moving forward with that bit more intent, where they're not being so held back by their limitations. And right. as you said, right. that story that we have. Yeah, I mean, it's it,
0: it all comes down to intention, right? You know, living with purpose and intention is something that Um, I mean, you and I have talked I'm, I'm a Tony Robbins aficionado and, and I've been to several of his events and, and have gotten a lot out of it. And I've gotten a lot out of our conversations that we've had, um, in terms of, you know, what I want out of life and how I want to take care of my family and take care of myself and, and, you know, the people around me and, you know, it's, it's interesting because I, I, and John, you and I were just talking about this prior to hitting record that when I talk with real estate um, I've affectionately referred to them as the dreamers, the ones that would love to get into this business, but just haven't pulled the trigger yet. And, you know, the question I ask everyone is what's well, stopping it. Right. And, um, you know, I get, I get the, I get the three typical answers, which are, and you're, and if you're thinking this, you're not alone. Cause I thought these things too, uh, you know, I don't know where to find the deals is typically bucket number one. Bucket number two is I don't have any money and I certainly don't know where to raise money. How do I do that? Right. That's two. And the third one is, man, I I work 60, 80 hours a week. I take care of my mom. I have four kids. I have a wife. I have, you know, uh, you know, I like to sleep. And when I'm not working and I'm not hanging out with the kids, I like to go have fun. And, you know, there's just no time. I don't have time. And, you know, invariably when i ask that question what's stopping you and then we dig into one of those three reasons sometimes it's a combination you know it always boils down to almost universally down to i'm afraid of something right and so john you mentioned the story that you tell yourself um and you know that inner monologue that you have is so important to your ability to 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 move forward in your life and so i'm going to get out of your way and let you talk about you know, your perspective on that and how you help your your clients and students bust through.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's very true. And, you know, you mentioned a couple of different typical objections or things that people will use as reasons. And I think uh, time, you know, whether it's money, these are always our natural go-tos sure. <laughs> for everything, I think, right? It's like, it's almost an automated response that we have Absolutely. when we want to do something, but there's some limitation holding us back. And like you said, a lot of the time it will be a limiting belief, but typically people won't say that, right? They won't come right. on and say, oh, I'm scared or I'm afraid, right? right? So the natural thing is to, oh, it sounds great. And then you usually get the butt. And then, you right. know, it's the time, it's right. it's the money, it's... And, you know, as I always try to say to everybody, it's, you know, in terms of time, it's, we all have the same time, right? 168 right. hours a week. Um, Money, you know, of course, money can be... An issue for some people but again it's a matter of you know how i can become more resourceful uh, in terms of being able to increase my capacity or my be able to get more money to do the things i want to do so it does usually typically boil down back to to that story and um the limiting beliefs that typically a lot of the time have been formed from a pretty young age you know there's a lot of studies around that a lot of our belief system is formed from once you know we're six years old and um which is hard to think how much of an impact that could have you know 30 years later for example but it uh I think influence has such a massive effect and it's uh this is something that you know came up in one of the recent certifications I did mindset mindset specialist with Brian DeGrasso I think he's um he's Canadian but he could be based in the state in in the U.S. um and uh really talking about how much of an influence influence has on our mindset, right? Where we grow up or uh the people we're around, uh even culture, these type sure. of things, right? Sure. They have such a big difference. Like for me over here, you know, in Hong Kong where we celebrate Chinese New Year, right? We celebrate celebrate that on January twentieth compared to, you know, back in normal, right? It's on the first of January. So it's two right. completely different It's going to have such an impact on terms of, you know, when they set their goals versus when we set their goals. So I think it it gets overlooked how important the influence part is. And, you know, we don't have to necessarily challenge it. We just have to accept and be aware of the fact that it does have such an impact. And then this is what typically will create uh, a belief that you have at some stage in your life where maybe it's, you know, again, it could be a teacher or someone said something to you in school, right? That uh, you're not good at this, or you'll never be good at this. Right. And people hold on to these stories, they hold on to these memories, and then they'll typically get a result because of this belief, and it just reinforces it over and over. So every time we we get uh, a result that kind of is in alignment with that belief that we have, which right. we typically will do a lot, and I suppose you could call it self sabotage. Um, and it just reinforces it over and over, and then that creates the expectation. And then that expectation then is what we carry into today. We almost right. expect that if we try this thing, it's gonna fail, right? It's like right. someone who's trying to lose weight and maybe they lose a little bit, but they always carry that expectation of I've tried this in the past and I typically so fall back into the same trap over and over. So yep. it becomes something that they expect. Yeah. And that's really what we we need to change is the expectation, you know, because it, it's almost that defeated before we even begin uh, essentially right. and uh, you know whether it's exercise nutrition strategies i always great believer that it's you know why the mindset is so important is the, all the strategies are out there right whether it's the strategies for real estate you know how sure. to have a successful real estate now i'm not the most familiar with real estate real estate but i do follow people like grant cardone and people like this, right, who will be talking about it. And you can see that the strategies are there to how to begin or how to take it to the next level, how to get from six figures to seven figures and beyond, or right. how to lose weight, right? Or how to exercise correctly or how to have the perfect relationship. But if it was as easy as just the strategy, then I think everyone would be able to do it, right? Sure. <laughs> it's not that simple. It it's not amazing. never just the behavior. It's what's driving the behaviors. And uh, that's typically where people will, Get stuck is what's driving the behaviors, is what's happening subconsciously. That narrative that you mentioned that happens over and over, and typically, you know, it'll be the same. You know, we think the same things, but 90% of the time as we did the day before. Yep. So, of course, we keep thinking the same things, we're going to act in the same way, and we, that's why we typically get the same results and we just get stuck. So, we just end up in that kind of wheel spinning where people struggle to gain any momentum, or they struggle to break through, even though maybe they're putting in the work, they feel like they're putting in the time, they feel like they're giving it all their energy. But again, it's because of what's going on in the subconscious, that story, until we change that. um, I really like how, you know, Brian DeGrasso uh, talks about it in in his programs is, it's almost like you got to change upstream for everything to flow downstream. Most people want to fix the downstream stuff. And that's typically what a lot of coaches nowadays will try and fix. You know, the 30 days to lose, you know, 20 pounds, get your money back or whatever it is, right? Solving surface level problems instead of really being able to fine tune or rewire essentially what's going on upstream. And when we change that, when we change the driver, then the behaviors will change and it'll be consistent and sustainable compared to, you can make initial change from adding discipline and trying to follow a certain protocol like a workout plan or a diet plan or you know kickstart your real estate plan but typically people if they don't change what's going on subconsciously they will continue to fall back into the same pattern and get stuck all over again so so your
0: program you talk about rewiring right and so yeah. you know this is the this is the core of what we're what you're talking about i strongly suspect So, so what is that process? How do I, so I, you know, I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest. If you've met me in real life or you happen to be watching us on YouTube, you know, you know, I've got a double chin. I struggle with my weight. Right. Um, And, and the, you know, I'm not going to ask you to coach. I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you to coach me right now, but, (laughs) but one of the things we can do that offline, but the, but the thing that, you know, I am curious about is how do you, how do you rewire someone? Yeah, I'm 53 years old. I, you know, to use a, a poorly chosen metaphor, that cake is baked, right? So, um, or is it right? And so, you know, I'm curious how you look at a human being and evaluate kind of where they are in their journey and where they're trying to get. And, you know, clearly there's a wall there of something that is keeping them from you know moving to that next step of of happiness and uh to use the the term behind you you know moving beyond greatness right um so that uh you know they can start to get on the path to health wealth good relationships whatever that thing is for them how do you
1: do it mm. yeah um it's good that you brought up the example right because it's always good to to use stories or to have references and the main driver a lot of the time is, again, the language, right? The language we use, like you say, I struggle with my weight. So right. it's, again, it almost reinforces the story, right? That sure. you struggle with your weight. And the more you say it, the more you're, you subconsciously are reinforcing that belief that, oh, he struggles with his weight, right? So right. then that will typically lead to you, as you said, maybe you will go on a diet or you, you will go, you know, change something. And initially that story will continue to be there that I struggle with my weight, I struggle with my weight. And it typically holds us back. Like people say, you know, I'm big boned. And for me, for example, it would be, you know, I went for a run one day and um, <clears throat> I don't run that much. You know, I like to lift a lot of weights, but I'm, I'm pretty fit. I play a lot of sport. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm good stamina. But in terms of like, you know, my days of being quick and running 10, 20 K is probably behind me with at least I think so. Right. Again, it's the belief. Maybe. Uh, I, you know, I had that belief of, oh, I'm too kind of heavy or too carrying too much muscle to be able to run, right? Sure. Sure. So, you know, 5K is 10K and maybe that's why my pace is slow. The next right. day, and, and I, we had this little running group and I shared my score, uh, my my running score, and they were just, you know, joking about how slow my time was. And I was making the excuse of, oh, you know, because I'm carrying 100 kgs, right? It's it's different. Right. But the next day then I wanted to prove them wrong, of course. So I went out and put the foot to the accelerator and you know, did it in almost half the time. So again, wow. it was that I was trying to use that limiting belief of, oh, I'm big boned or I'm, you know, carrying a lot right. of muscle, right? So I can't run. Um, And that's typically what we do. Like you just mentioned about, you know, the age or the yeah. I'm, I struggle with weight, right? The language yeah. that we use has such a big impact. Um, You know, some of the clients I work with, for example, won't use names, but it's the story again of maybe going through a divorce Um, and constantly reinforcing that that that's the reason why they they struggle to you know get a foothold in their life now it's that constantly i'm rebuilding i'm rebuilding i'm trying to rebuild my life and uh, when we use words like rebuild or struggle the mind will automatically put the word hard before it so uh it it always typically uh makes things more difficult right and same with even things like work right we use the word work same thing if we use the word like i'm trying to build my dream business versus I'm working. You know, it's a there's a big difference in the type of language we use. And Absolutely. like you mentioned, I know you you follow Tony Robbins and he'll talk a lot about that. Yep. But there is real power in that language. And that's the yep. first real step is we need to be able to identify what is the language that we're using every day to ourselves uh, in our talk, right? The conversations we have with ourselves will be the most important. Um, and also what we're expressing to others. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it? Are we in a cycle of, complaining or are we in a cycle of comparing to others or and what's you know why are we doing these things and again typically it'd be fear of failure fear of success but it's what is the the recurring language that we typically use from when we wake up to when we go to sleep and when you can start to kind of document it it typically will be the same all of the time sometimes even at the same time of the day for me you know when I wake up I don't know if it's because I come from being asleep or dreaming, but I typically, that's when I'll have like maybe low self-belief. So I'll maybe have self-doubt, not as much now, still do. But when I first started coaching, I remember waking up and I'd be getting ready to go to work at the time, you know, uh, teaching in a school or I was vice principal by the time I started coaching, but I'd start to get all that negative. Like, what am I doing? Trying to be a coach. You know, this is a silly idea. Like, no, you know, you need to stop this. And then as the day went on, that changed for me a little bit and and i gained more confidence in what i'm doing um so it's it's again that language that it's just almost like autopilot when i wake up that that language starts coming up for me and you'll start to feel it different parts of your body you might even get headaches from it you might you know you'll feel it creates a certain emotional state as Tony robbins would talk about And yeah so it's it's how we can almost interrupt it quicker um it, i believe that you know they'll always be there. The limiting beliefs, the stories, they'll always be there, right? Because you look at super successful people and they still have them right. I listened to an sure, interview securities, right? Yeah. I listened to an interview yesterday with Alex Ramosi and uh he, he, I can't think of who he was talking with, Lewis Holes at Holmes, I think. But um he okay. was talking about his limiting beliefs, right? And uh how he needs to feel secure and how he always needs to feel like <laughs> he's been successful by the number right. that's in his bank account and the cash flow. Right. So like right. He, this is a guy that's you know doing a lot a lot in terms of his business and I said a big growth in a short period of time. And he still talks right. about his limiting beliefs and his struggles, right? So I don't think they ever go away. It's just, you become better at being able to interrupt those patterns right. earlier. So when the language does come up, you can reframe it to something that's more empowering. Like so, I used the example, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you? no, 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 so, no. So is it is it, you know, when you, you talk about getting up in the morning, is it talking about... um? you know, affirmations and, you know, changing the language, uh, that way, or is it more about self-awareness and catching yourself when you say I struggle, uh, it's instead it's I'm working on, or, you know, another way to phrase, uh, mm-hmm. and taking, you know, I'm, 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 I almost used the word again. Uh, you know, I'm working on, you know, the state of my health for instance, right. Yeah. And it's a yeah. an journey. Right or something, yes. Like that,
1: right? Yes, and that's sometimes again where uh, intentions or that type of doesn't always have to be very goal oriented. You can have something that's more of the process driven, like I'm, you know, trying to whatever it is, sculpt my perfect body, or I'm trying to be the ultimate health, whatever it is for you. And um, you know, sometimes using that as as your baseline to r- return to when you do find that the language patterns are. Or these thoughts are coming up for you. Um, okay. I think it's more so I think in identifying and the self-awareness, like that, that's something that I feel on my own coaching journey. And also with my clients is the more self-aware we become, the more we see things, right? The better we become at seeing things. Um, and, you know, for anyone who's familiar with NLP and stuff, you become aware of the fact that, you know, the amount of information our subconscious can take in, uh, and any given moment, you know, is it's like 11 million pieces of information per second, but our conscious mind can only comprehend about 118 chunks, right? So it's like if there was 11 million uh, ball tennis balls falling from the sky and you're trying to catch it, and you're going to catch 118 pieces of that information. So that's why it's so important because the mind will give us the ones that it thinks is most useful to us based right. off of our past results or expectations or reality. And we start to, you know, filter stuff. We start to delete information or we generalize, just like when we go to watch a game, you know? Sure. You could have a hundred guys watching the same game and everyone has a different version of it because of Absolutely. their version of the reality, right? It's not the actual truth, the actual absolute truth of what's happening. So yeah, it's their truth. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's their truth. Yeah, 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 100%. But in terms of, um, <clears throat> I think affirmations are good in a way that they can, again, Get you to change that language but what is missing from a lot of the affirmation stuff and the you know manifesting and all of the stuff is the action steps right you got to act on it after right if you just manifest all day that the future you want and don't take any action towards it then <laughs> it's not going to do you much good. Right. And, um, right. it's like missing chapter from a lot of those books, like the secret and stuff, right. The action that, right. and that's why, you know, you hear people now like Grant Cardone, right. I talking about massive action. Tony Robbins, I right. was talking about massive action yeah. uh, and it is, it's so important. And it's, it's what we do daily to follow up those affirmations. And it's just, just changing the wording, you know, in your mind, what is a better way to rephrase that statement, right. That's, in a positive right because again our subconscious can't comprehend negatives right so if we say if i say you know think of a purple elephant or don't think of a purple elephant you probably think of the purple elephant because he doesn't understand that don't don't part so it's uh again it's just being more aware of it and i think that's the big part the more self-aware you become the more you understand yourself at your core you know behind all the labels of i am a dad or i am a son or I am you know even my name all these types of things right you know who are you behind all of these things if they were all to be stripped away from you you know who what would be left right who are you and the The more you can find yeah the more you can find out that and be in touch with your own spiritual being I think the easier it becomes at being aware of these patterns and then creating a distance from who you are to the story right because you're not the story and uh, that's what you really need to be able to do. It's you separate that distance that this is not you. It's, you know, it's something that comes up for you. It's something that you've created in the past, but it doesn't serve you. So what would be a story that would be more serving? And again, it takes time, right? It's not going to just change overnight. Um, But it's about that acceptance, I think, and the awareness is the most important part. You become aware, then you will start to see things differently.
0: Excellent. And, you know, it's it's interesting because, I uh I'll I'll take one of the 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 buckets of of the real estate dreamers that I typically, you know, when I when I was with uh CT RIA, Connecticut Real Estate Investor Association, um, I would, you know, someone would walk up to me and say, you know, hey Ed, I, I've got a deal, but I have no idea where to find the money. And I'd put an arm around them and I'd turn them around to the group. And the group, you know, is anywhere from, you know, a hundred people to several hundred people on a given night, right? And I'd say in this room are, and I'd count them because I know them all, one, two, three, four, and so on, seven, eight, 10 multi-millionaires, all of whom invest in other people's deals. And all you need to do is go introduce yourself and make them aware of who you are, become friends with them over time, earn their trust, serve them, they'll serve you. And eventually you'll learn the right to do business with them. And it may take a day, it may take six months, but you know, You need to go have those conversations with the human beings that are literally right in front of you. And there's money in this room. So don't tell me you don't know where to raise the money. They're right over there. And uh, the next question is usually, well, who are they? And I said, I don't know. I'm not invading their privacy. You're going to have to go figure that out. But if I were you, I would walk over there and I point to an area and then they start to go. Right. And some of them immediately march over. They act. And they start introducing themselves and figuring out who's who in that area. Some of them go back to their seat. And those are the ones where I walk up and I tap them on the shoulder. I'm like, what are you doing? And they, what do you mean? I said, you know, you asked me to solve a problem for you, help you raise money. And I pointed over to where the human beings are that will gladly help you with that. And uh, you know, and then he went back to your seat. So, how come? What's stopping you, man? And, uh, you know, I get another excuse. Well, we're about to start up again. So what? Go hand them your card. Go talk to them. Ask them for time after the event, right? And, you know, and what I think I'm doing for them is, is creating accountability, right? If if you tell me you want to do something and, and I help you and say, okay, here are the one, three, five, twenty different things you can do to take massive action to solve the question that you just asked me. Um, then you have to act, right? But you know, the other part of it is, uh, and what helps me is like when you know when I was um, when I decided you know I just I just had a bit of a, a health scare and um, nothing serious. I'm fine, but the you know the fact is is that uh, you know part of my plan coming out of that experience is not only am I going to act, but I'm also going to have someone there that's checking me, right? And making sure that I'm doing what I said I was going to do. And the way I did that was I created a partnership with a friend of mine who is also, you know, looking to to get in, you know, get their health back, you know, in in looking to get in better shape. And so, you, you know, we live pretty far away from one another, but we're reporting back to one another. Here's what I did today. 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 And, um, you know, it's a simple text, right? It's not even a phone conversation. So there's literally no excuse for me to not text her and her not to text me. Um, and you know, it's, uh, you know, I had a good day and this is what I did or, stub my toe and, but I'm getting right back on it. And then I'm, you know, going back and forth and we're going back and forth and encouraging each other and saying, you know, that one, that one issue doesn't define the journey, get right back on path and keep going. Right. And so, you know, having that accountability partner for me is something that I need because I'm really good at rationalizing the 19 reasons why I shouldn't go to the gym when I, when I'm tired. Right or the 14 <laughs> reasons why i really want to have you know that whatever for lunch when i know i sh- i should have a salad but for whatever reason i want that turkey sandwich with white bread and blah 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 and i know i shouldn't do it right most times i don't eh, every once in a while i do and so you know that's when having that accountability partner helps because uh i'm 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 clearly willing to lie to myself but I'm not willing to lie to my friend. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's another piece of this. I feel like it's uh, you know, I, I know you, you've got a strong opinion on this, so I'll, I'll let you comment.
1: Yeah. I think accountability is is super important. And again, I, I know I mentioned it a few times, but I love how Alex Harmosi always uses it in terms of, you know, if you've got a kid and you tell them to brush, you know, they need to brush their teeth in the morning or in the evening and and they don't want to do it. You got to keep telling them to do it, do it, do it, do it over and over and um, until you know eventually that external motivation becomes an internal habit right where we just right. do it or your kid will start to do it by themselves when they get to a certain age or putting on the seatbelt when they get in the car right you might right. need to keep reminding them eventually you get to a stage where you're not going to have to remind them anymore right um and yeah it's it that's accountability excuse me accountability is super important it's you know a lot of what i do with again with my guys whether it is those who you know People can be in the programs for different reasons, um. But and again, there's a lot of patterns for what is keeping everybody stuck. You know, whether it is, you know, the excuses around exercise or not exercising, or diet, or not having enough time to spend with their family outside of their business. You know, which can yep. be a super common one as well. Yep. Um. And uh, but it's you know that's what you've got to be there to keep them accountable for. And you know, we 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 do set different we call it like you know, uh, momentum Mondays, what's the things we need to do? And then checking in again later in the week and checking in again on the end of the week to see what we've done, what we haven't done. um, And it is super important. It is super important because the same excuses will continue to reappear over and over, right? The areas we do self-sabotage or are the areas that keep us stuck, especially I think for people around exercise, nutrition, um, it can be a big one, right? And like we talked about earlier, it is all in the mindset because- you know, it's there's 110 different diets you can do that right. will help you lose weight. And we all know what we should eat, what we shouldn't eat. You know, it's not like we don't have the information. It's all out there. It's free. You know, you can Google anything now. Um, right. And same with exercise, right? It's the same. Like I'm a personal trainer as well. No, I don't really use it in the sense of, you know, I don't go train people on personal training because I don't really necessarily feel that a lot of the time, it's not what they need, right? It's they don't need me to show them how to do the exercises. That can be helpful, of course, having the proper form, but it's the motivation to want to go to the gym or it's the motivation to be able to do it over and over again, right? It's not the it's not the actual behavior itself. Um, and that's why, you know, I see some people, they have trainers and then they can't go to the gym without their trainer, you know? And even though they know, right, they, they know what they need to do. It's why can't you have that ex- external motivation, as, as Alex Ramosi says as well he talks about like you know do you feel like you know, what's your favorite tv show and he uses the reference of Game of Thrones and he's like oh do you feel like you, you need to motivate yourself to sit down and watch Game of Thrones like is it is it a difficult thing to do and they're like no of course not and he's like no. yeah well that's what you need to do with your that's what how you need to change you know how you see things like your exercise and how you see things like your your fitness and again it's around the language that we use right um, But when we talk about these things, right. Um, you know, if we use certain words, like I talked to a, a guy recently, he was actually in real estate, and he talked about struggling working at home. And uh, he was using things like, you know, this stupid desk, like the language that he was using, you know, I'm sitting right. at this stupid desk and you know, it was almost as if the desk was the issue, right? Or, or, but then when he had the realization of, ah, I actually had my most successful period sitting at this stupid desk, right? right. In real estate, because he missed the environment of being in the hustle and bustle of maybe an office and he needed sure. that maybe external motivation rather than being able to internally motivate himself to how can I motivate myself to be able to perform where I'm at and enjoy right. doing it. So, right. Uh, and you know when i talked about the language and changing the language but a big thing that you need to do then is you need to start writing down or or messaging people or saying voice notes of of the things that are working well the wins right when you do decide oh i didn't have that turkey sandwich today right you got to really you got to really train that into your mind because that's showing the progress and that's what we need to give our subconscious you know it likes clear directions so when a lot of people make changes and they don't acknowledge them and right. it doesn't you know it's not changing the narrative that's going on up in the subconscious so you need to be in the habit of all of your wins whether they're big small you know and i talked to we do it on our start of our calls every week uh, you know what's your, your wins for this week and sometimes people say oh, i didn't have any wins this week it's like if you had some wins what would they be right and they're just getting a little bit deeper and there is wins right and they try to play them down they say oh but it's just a small one it's not really a win and again it's that story right almost trying to pull them back Right. When they're making changes, they don't right, even want right, to acknowledge right. that they've made the changes. So it's yeah, like it's is. not.
0: Yeah, isn't yeah. that what it's all about, right? It's the incrementalism. It's the 1% change on a regular basis that gets you to that. Yes, right.
1: Yes. Simon Sinek says it very well in one of his interviews. There's no, you know, you brush your teeth, for example, there's no one day that you brush it that makes your teeth white and healthy, right? It's you do that every day over a period of your life. You don't got to go to the dentist as frequently as the one who doesn't. Or the right. saying with the gym, right? There's no one workout you come out, you lift up your top, and you're like, "Wow, I'm shredded!" You know, right. that was fantastic. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done it now. It's I'm doing the thirty. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's doing it thirty minutes a day, maybe five days a week, four days, whatever works for you. Sure. Over a six month period, right? That's where you get the results. It's the consistency and uh, the small changes, right? You don't even really feel it, right? You don't feel the change as such. You know, sometimes people say to me, oh, you know, you got more muscles or than last Mazzini. And for me, I just look the same as I probably have for the last five years. But even though the scales will say differently, but we just don't notice the changes, right? Because they're so small, but it's it's consistent. Yeah, it's very gradual, but it's consistency. That's what gets it right. And people don't get to that consistent part, typically, because the story hasn't changed for them internally. So they change the behavior, but it's just like a short-term fix, right? The, right. the, the fad diets or the, you know, these special workouts that's going to help you to, you know, do 75 days of something consistently or whatever it is. Right. Uh, and then, you know, they just go back to the same pattern, right? Or they give it up right. for 75 days right. and then they go back to the same pattern. So it's how can we create something that's more sustainable that we can actually progress over our life and and just keep consistent, right? I work out part of the same every day, almost as I have for, Almost by the last eight or nine years, right? It's, it hasn't changed much. I it's just consistent. I eat the same foods pretty much for the last eight or nine years consistently. People yeah. would slag me. It's when I used to work back at the time at lunch, especially here in Hong Kong, they like their food, and I would come into work with my chicken and broccoli, and they'd be like, it's "So boring, you know? You don't even have any right. sauce on it. Like what? You know, it's just that's my routine. It's right. It's, it's your serving a greater purpose. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a part of a strategy for a longer term plan, right? It's not right. In the moment decisions of oh of course I want that juicy chasu as they call it over here like fried pork the different stuff that they have that's really nice which I do have every now and again I have cheap meals I'll have days where I allow myself and I think that's important as well as it's you don't have to be so rigid that you cannot enjoy something every now and again. You you know, I like the eighty I like the 20 rule for everything right eighty percent of the time if you're consistent eighty percent of the time. Your workouts, your nutrition, your your business, and twenty percent of the time you're relaxing, you're with family, whatever it is, you're enjoying some meals. It's going to be pretty consistent, right? So eighty over the week would be maybe like five days of eating healthy, six days of eating healthy, um, and you do that consistently for six months, you will get results.
0: Yep, indeed. So, so John, um, I'm curious uh, when you are not coaching and when you're not helping. Uh, people become their their best selves, right? Helping them evolve into uh, their ultimate, you know, being the ultimate, as you were saying, the ultimate father, the ultimate husband, the ultimate family member, the ultimate, uh, you know, having the, the the health that you always dreamed about, having the wealth you've always dreamed about, or the freedom or whatever, right? So when you're not doing that, um, what do you like to do for fun? Let's talk about the twenty percent.
1: Yeah, it's a good question, and I'm probably There's, I do stuff for fun for sure, but uh, I'm definitely a massive advocate of my own growth, right? So I'm always doing my own programs or working with coaches or trying to upscale because again, I always feel you need to be more right to have more and to do or to do more to have more right eventually but the being comes first and a lot of people don't want to have that being part, right? They just want to have more. It's like, I want to have the real estate success or I want to have like, you know, what Grant Cardone has or sure. what, uh, you know, other people in, in real estate have or in any industry, right? But they don't want to do the being part that is involved right. in getting there. So for me, you know, improving my own self-awareness Upskilling my own coaching skills like I do a lot of different things I've done sleep programs I've done as I say, personal training yep. NLP I try to come at it from a lot of different angles so I have different tools to support these people mm-hmm. not just them but also myself because it' my own growth I need to evolve into a certain level to get to the next level yep. Um, so I'm not necessarily chasing the strategies I'm chasing the the being part of it that's going to help elevate me to that but in terms of outside of my personal growth I do pl- I like to play sports, um, big advocate of watching sports. You know, I think, again, you don't need to focus on uh, being productive 100% of the time. And I think that, again, gets a lot of people. They feel they can't watch an Netflix show or they, they can or you're almost termed as being lazy in some parts of social media. Right. If you prioritize your sleep, you're lazy all of a sudden, which is complete opposite. You know, it's in fact, it's almost self sabotaging if you don't prioritize your sleep, because that's where you recover and that's where you all the workouts the nutrition all the stuff starts to come together for you but of course you know I I do stuff with my my lovely wife here in Hong Kong um in my downtime now again I should probably do more you know you get sucked into like everyone does of of trying to be productive all the time and trying to improve and sometimes forgetting to just enjoy the present moment so we do things like hiking um uh I'm I'm not the most sociable person uh so a sport has always been an area where I do socialize I like to play football as you call it soccer in the states um that's always been a big passion of mine in terms of watching sport I like pretty much every sport especially soccer Manchester United has always been in my blood growing up um different sport rugby yeah most sports snooker I'm I'm always open to different types of sport golf so sporting I suppose and then downtime with uh, my wife or friends. Again, I don't think you need a big circle of friends. I'm not because again, it can be time, right? You know, if yeah. you've got 100 different people you need to attend to, then it's going to take a lot of your time. So, right. you know, can you have a small circle of people that you can rely on that are in the same similar mindset as you and that can also take you away from that mindset of business and mindset of performance, sure. right? Because you can become obsessed with that. And I see people in that mode where they don't have the ability to switch off. And I think you need to be able to do that. You need to be able to say it's okay if I don't work out today because I know I've got this right Right. moving forward. I can change. I don't need to be on a 100 day streak of working out. If I break it, everything falls apart. It's, you know, I have the control to know that if I travel, I can enjoy some food that I don't typically eat. And if I gain a couple of pounds, I know I'm gonna lose it because I've done it over and over. Uh I know I know what I need to do to change it, right? So you have to have that self-belief in yourself too. But yeah, in downtime for me, it'd be sports, personal development, uh doing things with my my wife here, sometimes hiking. Um, but yeah, I'm a pretty simple guy. I like to keep it simple. I like to be close to. Being able to like have access to my work stuff if I need to. And uh, I typically space my stuff out over the day. You know, I work with a lot of clients in the state. So yeah. this time in the morning for me is usually a time where I'd have calls, but I'd also have calls late in the evening. So during the day could be where I have a little bit of downtime. Maybe I go to the pool and stuff when the weather is good. Uh, the gym so I'm pretty I have a pretty structured routine it's pretty much the same all the time it doesn't change much uh, and that's again it's an area where I have a weakness where I do need to have a bit more variety and get out of my comfort zone and do different things so again it's all about that awareness of it but yeah. I do think you know 20% of the time you do need to sit down watch watch your favorite show you don't need to take that out of your life there's right. ways of fitting it in. It's just when you've earned it, Joe Rogan always talked about that is he will sit down, watch his movies or Netflix shows. But right. when he's earned right. it, earned it right when he's put right. in what he's done, he needed to do for the day and then he right. will sit down and enjoy, enjoy it. Right. Right. That's excellent. So so, John,
0: at at you know, first off, I'm, I'm fortunate to call you a friend and I've I've really enjoyed getting to know you uh, over the last uh, I guess it's been a year. And, uh, and I, I do have a lot of admiration and respect for, uh, the, uh, you know, your approach and how you help people. And frankly, you know, I'm, I'm in all, you've been kind enough to let me in all your groups. So I get to see the, the actual results of, you know, the people that you're coaching and, you know, it is, it is really impressive. I mean, you're, you're actually changing lives for the better and you're doing it on a, on a, grand scale there are thousands of people out there that follow you and uh, I'm I'm lucky and fortunate to call you a friend and uh, I'm I'm grateful for you coming on the show uh, one last thing let me ask you so if people want to learn more about you or your coaching program or they just want to get to know you um, what's the best way to to track John Kane down and and uh, and become his friend?
1: Um, I think probably Facebook is uh, probably where I'm most active. Um, I have a group; it's called a uh, Performance Mindset School. I think is what the name of the Facebook yeah. group is. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty active group. I put stuff in there most days, trainings, um, different stuff for people to utilize, and they can see some of the work that we've done inside of there, or even just following my page, my Facebook page. I, I put yeah. up content most days, and again, it's most of the time it's trying it's content that will help people that they can actually implement. It's not necessarily me showing pictures of flashy cars or right. things that don't right. actually help anybody, right? right. Which, you know, right. you can see a lot of on social media, my private plane, but, you know, what does that do for me? It doesn't really do much, right? So Perfect. um, I try and share stuff that can help people yeah. and also showing testimonials of other people because that can be the confidence for somebody to take action, right? It's Absolutely. seeing someone else doing it. And that's how you almost can break limiting beliefs is you either have to get results yourself, prove that your limiting beliefs are wrong or else if someone else has done it you know if you see you want to be in real estate and you know that guy's done it right so why yeah. can't i do it right If it's possible it's not necessarily it's not necessarily what you think is possible for you it's what's actually possible right if someone else has done it, it that means it's possible right yes you think what's possible for you is only based off of <clears throat> the story and that expectation like we mentioned right where you think you're possible of and what you think the world is but it's not necessarily that. And I think when people can detach from that and actually see what's really possible in their industry or in their thing that they want to excel in, then that is when they can start to break through the limitations and change the narrative is uh, what's actually possible, not just what's been possible for me. And if you get results in it, then of course, that's going to reinforce it more, but you have to be able to, again, acknowledge the results, right? When you do lose the weight or when you do go to the gym and, if you if you had the idea in your mind there's a 6 second gap almost between our subconscious show our our, our subconscious wanting us to do something and us consciously acting on it right so we have that really? six-second. and that's typically where you know we might make that quick decision of i don't want to do it today right the Thanks. gym or the workout but if you find yourself feeling that and you still go work out that's a big win right so you have to really reinforce that story because you didn't act when you had a trigger or something in that split second right because it's all about split second decisions whether you're in the grocery store whether you walk down that aisle whether you you stop at that thing on the way home you know it it all happens in a split second in a moment and I always I like to link those moments to almost like sport you know sport as well happens in moments a lot of the time right there's Everybody is at a certain level a lot of the time. There's not much difference in terms of talent, but, you know, games are one in moments a lot of the time, special moment right. from a special player. And it's almost the same with your choices and decisions, right? They happen instantly and it's the quicker and the more aware we can be of them, then the more in control we will be.
0: Yeah. Well, John, thank you very much for your time tonight and your wisdom. And uh, I, uh, I, I congratulate you on your success and for all the, thousands of people that you've helped. And uh, again, thank you for your friendship. And um, it's good to see you, my friend.
1: No problem. appreciate it, Ed. All
0: right. Be well. You too. This has been the Real Estate Underground Podcast, a Clark Street Capital presentation. Thanks for joining us. If you're enjoying the show, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends. If you'd like to learn more about Clark Street Capital and our upcoming projects, please join our investor club at clarkst.com join. Until next time, happy investing.